You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Welcome to The Game Corner, a new show on the Nerd to Know Media Basis channel, whichever one it is. Uh, I am Kian O'Callaghan, and my special guest with me today is... Hi, it's Katie from Mannequin Blue. Hi, and how are you doing today, Katie? I'm doing good today. Um, Nothing really to report other than still in quarantine and still nerding away. (laughs) and congratulations on your somewhat controversial appearance on anime lockdown last weekend (laughs) do you know what though it's okay because sometimes you need somebody to just say no (laughs) (laughs) no you guys were all agreeing with each other and i just had to be the one person that was like actually i have opinions (laughs) yeah yeah i don't like that this nightmare girl took over my pc and made me wait for three hours for things to happen yeah, like why not just do it instantly, get it over with. <laughs> you know, Look, if you're just going to kill me or date me or whatever, just do it now. I've places to be, but not really, but you know. Yeah, I mean, I know we're in lockdown, but my time is precious. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that just the night? We're talking about Doki Doki Literature Club, by the way, for anyone who didn't catch our stream on Saturday. But yeah, isn't that the nightmare scenario, being locked in a dating sim in a quarantine? Forever. Forever. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a nice segue into what we're going to talk about today. On this show, for the next few weeks, we're going to talk about the kind of games that uh, everyone has been playing during the lockdown, be they video games, board games, even maybe online quizzes. So, since your balloon career has been abruptly paused... Deflated. Deflated. (laughs) Deflated. What kind of games have you been playing to pass the time? Um, so the last couple of weeks, I've been kind of all over the place game-wise. Um, I started out with The Sims, quickly moved into Darksiders, Tropico. Um, then we were playing the, the dating sims for a while just to get you know up to know with the panel. And then I've gotten really, really into Skyrim again lately, but I've modded the crap out of it. <laughs> okay, well then let's start with The Sims then. You are kind of a diehard fan of The Sims, right? Yeah, I'm one of those people that like I'll always go back to it. It's it it's one of those games that when I play it it takes over my life for a few weeks and I don't eat or sleep. Um I just go feral and make sure that my Sims eat and sleep while I'm not doing that. Um and it just it's it's one of those things that I disappear for a while and then eventually I go, okay, I have to start living again and, and I have to put it away for about six months <laughs> to a year. <laughs> I know what you mean. I had the nasty Sims phase a year or two ago where I discovered I could make all the characters from Doctor Who and like each house was like a different family, a different TARDIS family. And then I discovered Ooh. they could all interact. And then it kind of took over the micromanager in me. 
And the houses was, are always bigger on the inside, right? That's exactly it. Yeah. Well, no, I tried. Well, no, I'm not sure if you do this, but I tried to play it honestly at first with just the money the game gives you. But then by the second house, I was like, forget that. I want to indulge my imagination. Yeah. <laughs> I want to enjoy myself. <laughs> but I'm surprised that you actually keep your Sims alive. I know that Sims has a reputation for bringing out, we'll say, the malicious. The, it brings out the worst in people. Yes. Yeah, it definitely does. <laughs> No, so, I, I have um, I have attachment issues. <laughs> so for me, it's because it takes me about an hour to make one sim. Like because the the create a sim is so in depth, especially in the Sims Four, when you you know you're making their faces, you actually have to click and drag on like you know drag on the nose to make it yeah. bigger. It's not sliders, you know, as as the old Sims would be. Um, and just for the fact that it takes so long to actually make a sim and then you give them the backstory and all of that kind of stuff that by the time I'm done making them, I'm, you know, by the time I'm done making a family, I'm maybe two or three hours into the game and I haven't actually played yet. Yeah. So it's kind of, I don't want to kill off my sims. Like we have this history together. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually that's the barrier I found to getting into the sims playthroughs which is that i'll try and make a family like maybe a harry potter family or something like that like god one time i did the weasley family there's like 12 of them that took ages but trying to get all their faces exact yeah and it takes that two <laughs> or three hours is like the barrier that stops me getting into it do you just like create original characters or like what's what's your kind of family approach yeah i usually just saw so at the minute my playthrough is um, because they were having a sale at Easter, so I bought like as many DLCs as I could, and I added things like mermaids and vampires and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> keeping it realistic, you know. <laughs> so I, I literally made a family that was like all of the crazy characters that you could get. So I have like a vampire who's very reclusive, but she's kind of like a freelance artist so she can work from home. <laughs> and then I have like the alien who's the scientist who's building all the robots. And uh, I have, what else do I have? I have a mermaid who's like, she works as like a conservationist. So she's like out cleaning so up the So how does the mermaid walk on land? Um, well, they only turn into a mermaid when they're in water. Oh, okay. So, like, if, if they're on land, they can walk around no problem. And then once, like, even if they get in the bathtub, you'll see them, they turn into the mermaid and they're, like, splashing around with their tail. And <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> Speak, yeah, it's, I, because uh, the thing that got the Sims on my radar again, a year or two ago, I was, because everything in my life happened a year or two ago before baby. Um, <laughs> I was, nah, that's not fair. But I was working with someone and uh, they were telling me about the Sims. And I was like, oh, yeah, what kind of families do you make? And she goes, well, currently, I have one that's me, one that's me, and uh, she's an alien, one that's me, and she's a vampire, one that's me, and she's a mermaid, and they're dating each other. Huh. So she's, she's living out her wildest fantasies yeah, right now. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like I learned a lot that day. That's not a bad idea, actually. How did that play out? <laughs> see, see, I'm not comfortable running my life in the real world. I wouldn't want to impose that onto, like, a simmy avatar like well but see here's the thing about the sims is that when you boil it all down no matter what you do there's no consequences for your actual life <laughs> but you said you get attached don't you 
oh no, I get attached to the Sims, but like at the end of the day, I can make them do crazy stuff and, you know, it doesn't affect me personally, you know, unless it's like emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you're on the Sims 4. I must confess, I never got beyond the Sims 2 when suddenly you could have things that weren't kid or adult. So what, what kind of things do you play with in the Sims 4 then? So The Sims 4 is kind of, it's a controversial one. I like it just because it's more streamlined. Um, when The Sims 3 came out, the whole selling point was that it was huge and massive and open world and you could go anywhere and there's no loading screens and all this kind of stuff. And for me, that was just, it was too much. It was too big and there was too much going on. Right. Um, so for The Sims 4, I like it because you're kind of given more small areas in a map and um everything is they like they took out a lot of the clunky stuff that you don't necessarily need but they left things like you know they actually added things like um you can do like more you can multitask you can do more than one thing at once so now you can watch the tv while you're eating your breakfast while listening to the radio while having a conversation mm. so okay it, it just it, it it's easier to fulfill several needs at once rather than just okay I'm bored I'll watch the TV all right and now I'm hungry now I have to go eat something and now I have to go to the bathroom and now I have to go to bed and go to work you know so it's it's more streamlined in that sense um, but it was controversial when it first came out because they had also because they were streamlining it so much they had taken out some of the things that people really loved so they took out like swimming pools and toddlers and um, toddlers. <laughs> to toddlers, yeah. So literally your kid went from baby to kid. Um they've they've since added all that stuff back in. They added it as like free DLCs and stuff. Right. But it, it was just hilarious that you you know, you have a baby one minute and then the next day he's like, Okay, right, well I'm off to school now. <laughs> well, I'm I'm a veteran of a Sims one. They went from being eight to like twenty-four, like in the span of a <laughs> second. I remember actually. I think my first Sims experience was um it was an Xbox one. It was oh what was it? It was I can't remember the name of it, but it was like that. They went literally from baby to kid and it was just but I was at the point I'd never played The Sims before, so I didn't know that if you had a household, because I used to make like, it's boring if you play with just one Sim. So I used to make a couple, but only control the one, and the other ones would be running around, like tearing their hair out, crying because, you know, they're hungry or whatever. And I was like, well, just go eat something, dude. <laughs> I didn't know you could actually control them. <laughs> oh, what was it? I think it was Living Large, it was called. I, th I, I think it was like, oh, it was, it was wild, though. But it, yeah, it was very similar. Um, and like, and like, what kind of mad stuff would you make your Sims do then? Like, um, so at the minute, it's pretty like I'm very much just still establishing who they are and what they do before I get bored and and run them off the rails. But I have um, <laughs> <laughs> see, this is what I do. I'm like, we'll play this normally. We'll you know they'll all have a really good life. They'll advance in their careers and find love or whatever. And then about a week or two into, I go, nah, I'm bored. Let's do something crazy. Let's go to space. <laughs> <laughs> so I have at the minute I have um. The scientist is trying to create, you can make like, so you can make another type of sim that you can't make and create a sim, but it's only through being like a, a computer scientist or something, a robotics engineer or something like that. You can make like a robot sim. 
Um, okay. And then once once they're activated, then you can play as them. And, and so I'm working towards that at the minute. So that's, you can live out your like nightmarish AI fantasy, like yeah. more so. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, who who doesn't want to live out their nightmarish AI fantasies? <laughs> Actually, I'm glad I'm glad The Sims came up because. Um, we were doing one of those Jimmy Carr quizzes. Uh, me and mm-hmm. Stevie do it with the cousins every Friday just to hang out. And we discovered in the quiz that the guy who created The Sims, Will Wright, uh, his home was destroyed during an Oakland firestorm of 1991. And he was determined to put that experience into a game. Oh my goodness. Why so many things in The Sims are just combustible. Well, that, this is it, because originally The Sims was supposed to be an architecture simulator. Oh, I didn't know like that. It was, it was all about building the houses, and because they didn't want a game about just build, you know, you built the house, yeah. now what? Um, that they put the little people into it that, so that you could actually live in the house once it was built. Which is, which is ironic, because it's probably my, that's my least favorite part about The Sims, is having, I love decorating houses, but I hate having to build a house from scratch. Just oh. because I've, you know, I've spent six yeah. hours in Character Creator and I want to play the game now. <laughs> yeah, you've got the three characters like playing on their phones at an empty lawn, like waiting for something yeah. to pop up. And they walk in and they almost always complain about some random thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. But yeah, it's, it, it, so I, I just find it funny that it was made originally to be like, what kind of crazy houses can you build but yeah. you know i don't want to do that i you know i'd rather either pick a house that's already there or download something from the marketplace and just furnish it mm. i think you do reach that point especially if you're like running a neighborhood like the novelty of like just getting someone's nose right wears off fairly quickly yeah and this 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 was something that i had to actually because i used to do that i used to go into every single house and decorate them a certain way and every single public lot so like parks and cafes and stuff change what they look like to suit me and then like build people to live in them and i'm like i am 50 hours into this game and i haven't played a minute of it (laughs) (laughs) but that actually leads me to my next question why do you find the sims so addictive I honestly, do you know what? I don't really know. I think it's kind of something to do with like living through somebody else vicariously. Okay. Um, it's just, you know, if they do well at their jobs, it's like, woohoo, I've accomplished something. But at the same time, if they don't, it's kind of like, well, I haven't lost anything. And you can, you can make them be as, you know, if you want to make them be wild and start having crazy affairs with their neighbors and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. And there's no, there's no real world repercussions. You know, you just, you just do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Could you imagine if you like got to heaven and they rated you based on how you treated your Sims? On <laughs> how you treated your Sims. <laughs> oh, there would be so many people not doing well. That and Animal Crossing, like... That, that's one I actually haven't played. Yeah, I never got into Animal Crossing. I know that like I have to hang up my gamer like license just for saying that. But I found no, it I more stressful than relaxing. I don't think it's it's something that you you necessarily have to play to be considered a gamer. It's kind of more because like I don't have a Nintendo Switch. Um like I have the last Nintendo I got was the Wii. And even at that, the games that I have for it are very limited. Like I really only bought it for Zelda and the older I get, the less I can justify buying a console just for Zelda. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like I'll stick with my Xbox because I play tons of games on that and even on my laptop. But when it comes to, you know, 
the Switch and the, the Wii U and stuff. I mean, they didn't even have an original Zelda game for the Wii U. They brought out the Wind Waker again, which is arguably probably my favorite Zelda game. And, you know, if, if Wind Waker couldn't convince me to buy a Wii U, nothing can. um and even like i'm dying to play breath of the wild but again i'm just like i can't justify buying an entire console for one game well when the lockdown ends i've got a nintendo switch if you're that determined you can bring the game up and play it on mine yeah (laughs) well that's the nice thing about the switch as well is that it's it's portable yeah i think i've only used the plug into the tv feature once and that was because we had kids over like you know yeah, don't touch the don't touch the switch. <laughs> oh, Stevie, it's it's Prim keeps going after it, and in fact, I'm mm. getting so overprotective of it that Stevie caught me flinching when she picked it up just to move it across the table, and I wasn't even looking at it. Yeah, it's just become second <laughs> you just nature. sensed it. <laughs> You're just kind of like something somewhere is going down with the switch. <laughs> like I've got a mental connection to it now. <laughs> you're like it's the one thing that i have that's mine that's not the baby's <laughs> well that's just it it's like ever since prim has been crawling around the house she's somehow found ways to like find it no matter what room she's in when she was crawling backwards she found it i don't know how she did that <laughs> babies just have a sense it's kind of like a homing beacon they just <laughs> they find the thing they know they're not supposed to have and they must have it and like every time we play at the scenario where she's like, oh yeah, just uh, just give it to her for a minute. She'll look at it, she'll get bored, and she'll never go to it again. And every time she picks it up and throws it. Or it goes in her mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's <laughs> to be expected. Like, you know, I mean, she's only human. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, when you pick something new up, you got to put it in your mouth first. <laughs> I mean, like, that's just healthy advice to put on Spotify right there. <laughs> now we're gonna have to put a disclaimer on this definitely yeah now there's a game you've we brought up uh, at the start which i actually haven't heard of is it called darksiders darksiders yeah so, so what's that these games okay so these games have actually been going around for a while and i've i've only started playing them recently because the third one came out i think it was last year Um, And I got very, very excited about it because you play as each, so each game you play is a different horseman of the apocalypse. Right. And they're very, so the first two are very kind of Zelda-esque in nature in in the sense that it's like dungeon crawling and puzzle solving, that kind of thing. Mm. And so I played through the first one, you play as War, who's voiced by Sean Bean. Ooh, okay, I'm hooked. Which is amazing, except for the fact that you're expecting him to be killed any second because it's (laughs) Sean Bean. (laughs) Well, that's down to you. You're in control. Yeah, well, this is true. But you get to the end of the game and you're like, okay, so when does he die? I'm not going to spoil anything Mm. anyway, but basically the premise of it is you are War, um, one of the horsemen of the apocalypse, and you've been summoned to the end of times because the angels and the demons are fighting each other. Right. But then it turns out that in order for the angels and the demons to actually fight each other and unleash the horsemen, they have to break all seven seals of the the apocalypse. Right. And when you get to Earth, you find out that only six were broken. So somebody tricked you into coming to Earth. And then, of course, you get blamed for the whole thing. And so the rest of the game is just you trying to clear your name and prove that it wasn't you that did it. Um, So that one, I, I actually quite enjoyed that one. It got a little bit... 
like it was a little bit slow at the start because when you first start off the game you don't get your horse until much much later oh i imagine you're a horseman like you're a horseman right and war is big and he's clunky he's like you know these these anime guys who are just like basically square yeah, yeah, that just that much muscle. They're all the yeah, he's, is like... he's that shape, so he doesn't move very fast, and he's not very, he's not very acrobatic. Like there's a dodge me- mechanic, but it doesn't work very well. And, um, <laughs> so, you know, you're you're walking these. They're they're not huge maps, but they are big, sprawling areas, and you're kind of like, oh, I'd be a lot faster if I had a horse, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I went through the whole game going, when do I get my horse? I want my horse. <laughs> I just imagine this giant square muscle man just like walking very slowly across a giant plane. That's basically it. That's that's pretty much yeah. I mean it it's good. It has some shortcomings, but it's it's quite good. Um it's the only one I finished so far. I'm in the middle of the second one now and you play death. But the storyline for the second one, it's not a continuation of the first one. It's kind of like simultaneously happening. Okay. Um, so while War is out there trying to clear his name, you're also out there trying to clear his name. And I can't remember remember the name of the guy who voices Death, but he's I think he's the bad guy from The Crow. Ooh, I haven't seen and that. And it's the so the way they did Darksiders two is they made it even bigger and more sprawling. But you get your horse pretty much from the you get him from the start of the game, which is great. Um, and death is a lot more, he's, he's still kind of big and bulky, but he's a lot more acrobatic than war is. So you you can do more dodging and combos and all that kind of stuff. Um, which is great. I haven't gotten, I think I'm on like the second world cause there's, there's different worlds and I'm enjoying it so far, which is good. And like, and what's the kind of gameplay like? The gameplay, so it's very much dungeon crawler, but it's, you get, so it's, you played Zelda, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, in Zelda, you go into a dungeon that you need a specific tool to get around. Yeah. Halfway through the dungeon, you get that tool and then you, it unlocks other places. And then there's usually a boss fight to do with whatever weapon you've picked up. Okay, so kind of retro almost. Yeah, so the, fir- the first Darksiders is, is very much, you know, go to the dungeon, get the weapon, kill the boss using that weapon. Darksiders 2 is a little bit more, it's just a little bit more freeform. Um, in the sense that not every dungeon is going to give you a weapon, not every dungeon is going to have a boss, but it's it's and it's more open world as well, which is cool. Um, and then it's it's kind of more RPG in the sense that you have to like upgrade your weapons and armor and level up and that kind of thing. Um, and is it like a locked-in narrative, or is it more of a Skyrim type wander the wilderness type thing? It's a bit of both. So okay. there's. There's main quests, and then as you go around, you might meet people who need you to do things or collect things or kill some guy. And it's, it's from what I can tell so far, it's, there, is a, there is a set narrative. You have to do this to get there to go to the next place. But there's a lot that happens in between. And I, I always found it hilarious that you're, like, you are death. And this guy is going, I need you to go collect flowers. And you're like, I am death. <laughs> I will go get your flowers. <laughs> you know. Um, but the whole reason I bought the Darksiders games in the first place was that because in the third game, you play as Fury, who is the only female horseman. Right. So I was very, very excited about that. And I bought it going into it thinking, I'm going to be a badass horseman who is a woman who gets to ride around on a horse. 
And then I found out before even playing it that the game was actually falsely advertised and there is no horse. She's a horseman. She's a, she's a horseman. And apparently, uh, like, you know, spoilers aside, apparently the horse gets killed off within the first couple of minutes. Uh, so, you n- so you never actually get to ride the horse, even though all the adverts for the game specifically show her riding a horse. But, like, can she not just nick someone else's horse? Well, this is the thing, because, again, the storyline to the third one is happening simultaneously to the other two. Right. The Earth has already been destroyed by the angels and demons, and there are no more horses. Aww. <laughs> so I'm very upset. I mean, I'm still going to play it, but I'm very upset about it. <laughs> it's not what I was sold. <laughs> just, just get a horse in The Sims and give it to... You should make the four horsemen in The Sims and have them live together. Aha, but you see, so they added horses in The Sims 3. Right. They took, they took the horses out again for The Sims 4 because it's not open world enough to warrant a horse. Just have it live in the garage. It's only simultaneous, like, <laughs> but or they si- don't, simultaneous. God, I need sleep. Simulated. But they don't, they don't even have horses. Well, I suppose I could boot up The Sims 3 and make a horse, but it's not the same. <laughs> it's just not the same. Oh, so you can live out your not having a horse fantasy and just make the four of them the Yeah. I'll boot up the Sims 4, I'll make the four horsemen of the apocalypse, and I'll just say, your horses were all killed. (laughs) (laughs) Discuss. (laughs) I just love the notion of these, like, four horsemen, like, just, like, attending, like, AA meetings for their horses. (laughs) Absolutely. One of them gets a job as like a businessman. <laughs> <laughs> Another is like works on the ambulance service or something. Yeah, one of them works in like IT. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all and they're annoyed sit- at the one who gets to stay home. Yeah, they're just sitting at their desks going, God, I miss having my horse. <laughs> <laughs> right, we've got about five minutes left. So, um, do you want to talk about Skyrim before we wrap, or is there any odd other games that have popped up over the course of the last half an hour? I mean, Skyrim is just, it's, it's one of those games. It's been, at this point, it's been around forever. It's, I think it's in its ninth year, and people are still playing it, and there's no sign of Bethesda um, making another one anytime soon. Like, they announced a, a, an Elder Scrolls Six two years ago, and I think I read something recently that they were they were actually asked, you know, how's how's production going on that? And they were like, yeah, we're not really working on it at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> That's honest. But like Skyrim is one of those games that it's just, it's always there. It's always on sale. Like you can pick it up for, you know, five or ten or at this point with all the DLCs. Um, and I'm playing it at the minute on the Xbox One just because like I read when I when it first came out in 2011, I bought it straight away for the 360 and it was broken. Like it broken. was unplayable. Um, just because Bethesda games, because they're so big and sprawling, there's, they, there's not really enough time to catch all of the bugs. Uh, okay. You know? And th- so the way they operate is they release a game and then a little while later, they'll release the creation kit so the fans can actually go in and create whatever they want, mods or patches or whatever they want. So, I got it again on the Xbox One when they brought out the Legendary Edition. And it's basically, it's the same game with all the DLCs plus souped up graphics for the Xbox One. And I went onto it and you can actually mod it on the Xbox. So I just went on and I added like crazy stuff to it. 
like I fixed fixed as many bugs as I could first. Yes, and then I added... um, I'm, it didn't get recorded on the weekend, but you were telling me a story about uh, Austin getting a bit scared by one of your mods. <laughs> yeah, he just. Yeah, I've added some weird stuff. Like I'm actually, he's playing it right now, so I'm actually looking at him, and right now he <laughs> is looking at a two-headed giant. <laughs> <laughs> that's the they definitely were not in the base game <laughs> but yeah i added things like i try to keep it as lower friendly as possible i know some people go absolutely crazy with the mods i try to keep it things like you know creatures that would exist and you know make just make things better like make the thieves guild actually feel like a thieves guild in that as you go and do jobs for them they get like fancier beds and that kind of thing and stuff like that i have mods on it so that um, when you're out adventuring, it feels more like an adventure because, you know, you have to camp at night because you get tired and you have to light a campfire because you're cold and, you know, you have to wrap up warm in snowy areas. And it makes the game a lot longer. But for me, I just, I, I'm all about the immersion. Okay. And you wouldn't like put Thomas the Tank Engine or anything like crazy, <laughs> like... No, I'm trying to keep it as as lore friendly as possible like because skyrim's already crazy enough in that the whole story to it is basically you are like the chosen one who's the only one who can kill all of the dragons in the world um so i think that's that's crazy enough without adding thomas the tank engine into it (laughs) (laughs) yeah i suppose that's fair although uh, i've always been intimidated by skyrim because it just seems like such a big time sink you know yeah, Skyrim is one of those games that will, even without mods, it will swallow you up. It's, like, I don't know how many, I've, I'm pretty sure I've played it, because I, I have it on every console that it's come out on since it came out. You know, I, I bought it for the 360, and then I bought it for the, the PC, and then when my laptop couldn't run it anymore, I bought it for the Xbox One. And I, I honestly, I think I've played, like, anywhere from two to 500 hours, and I have <laughs> yet to actually clear the game. Because I just keep, like, you know, I'm the, I'm the type of person that I will play Skyrim and go feral for about a week or two, maybe, maybe a month, depending on how much time I actually have. And then, of course, life happens, and you have to stop playing Skyrim and get back to the real world. And then I might not play it for six months to a year, and then when I come back, I'm like, where the hell am I? What was I doing? <laughs> and so I have to start again. And it's just one of those games I must have played the opening sequence about 50 times and I still am yet to clear it. <laughs> it's just... I it's, have that it, with uh, yeah. you know, the Mass Effect games. I used to have a thing where it just so happened that the school year and my theatre show would wrap up by July and then there'd be nothing until mm-hmm. September. And I'd just play all three games for the month of yep. August and do nothing else. Yeah. Like literally, I barely left the house. Well, I mean, it's it's even it's gotten to the point now where Skyrim is actually used as a unit of measurement in <laughs> in game design. It it is though. Like you'll see when they're when they're making new open world games, it'll usually say something along the lines of "This new game is as big as Skyrim, or bigger oh, than yeah, Skyrim, yeah. or you know that kind of." Th- and Skyrim is huge. Like without mods, it's huge. Um, and so. A game boasting that it's as big as or bigger than Skyrim is it's is a big deal. Like you're gonna again, it's gonna be another time sink. <laughs> you know? So it's it's just one of those things that it's like I've been playing it for nine years and I'm still playing it. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> quite an endorsement, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well there you go. And I've I've even heard that when the new 
the new generation of consoles. So like the is it the Xbox X series mm. and the PS5 when they come out, I've heard that they're re-releasing Skyrim again for those consoles. And people keep coming back to it, like. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's because it, it's it's another one of those you know be whoever you want to be do whatever you want to do like if you want to be you know this really cool mage person who's like very noble and helps everyone you can do that or if you want to be this horrible bandit type character who just robs everybody and does whatever he wants you can do that as well you know it's 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 crazy like the amount of work that was put into it and the amount that you can actually do well, on that note, actually, I'm afraid our time is almost up. But, uh, Katie, is there anything you'd like to say or plug or any games you want to talk about before we wrap? Um, Games-wise, no, I, I think we've, we've pretty much covered everything that I've done lately. Um, I don't want to go into dating sims because we talked about that already <laughs> on the panel. And how are we going to get people to watch the panel if I talk about it now? <laughs> well, uh, um, Hopefully it'll be available on YouTube by the time this goes up. I know we've got to kind of sort out the rights with anime lockdown, but uh, Katie, thank you very much for giving up your time for this. I've been really looking forward to doing this show and I hope you had a good time too. Yeah, absolutely. I had a really good time. You know, if you ever want me back to ramble and rant and (laughs) (laughs) you know where to find me. I'm in lockdown playing games. (laughs) Yes, we know where to find everyone. That's the scary thing. So uh, anyone who's listening at home, if you have any games you recommend or even want to pop on the show, just hit us up at the Nerd to Know Media Facebook page. We'll be looking to try out some new talent on the show here. So don't be strangers. And until next time, I've been Keona Calicon. And I'm Katie. And this has been The Game Corner. Until next time, thank you very much. Bye. All right, so you're wondering, how do I listen to you guys live? How do I check it out? Well, good news. We stream every Wednesday, 9 p.m. over on Twitch. Nerddux, N-E-R-D-D-U-X, or Nerdsnow Media on YouTube or Twitch. That's how you're going to go to catch us. Hope to see you in the live chat. Are you a nerd? Do you like hearing about a bizarre range of topics from the world of nerd? Does your heart and hairstyle still belong in the nostalgic 90s? Are you a sucker for spooky weirdo things? Well, whether you're a hardcore nerd or a vanilla ice ice baby, Straight Outta Canto is the podcast radio show for you! Straight Outta Canto, that's K-A-N-T-O, Ireland's number one show for nerd culture, nightmares, nostalgia, and more. Straight Outta Canto. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. 